Good evening. We'd like to welcome you to this very special Christmas Eve service. I want to say a special thank you to Brett for leading us so beautifully. And I thank you for joining us on this very special night. Tonight you are going to be blessed with a lot of beautiful music, the reading of God's Word, and then we're going to share together around the Lord's table as we take communion together. But I hope and pray that wherever you're worshiping tonight, that you might feel the presence of the Lord. We wish you could be here in person, but we pray that you are worshiping with family in your home or with other family members virtually all over the country. But thank you so much for being here tonight. At this time, I'm going to invite you to go to the Lord in prayer with me. Dear God, thank you so much for your son Jesus. Thank you, O God, for the hope that we have through Christ. And Lord, on this very special night, Christmas Eve, I pray that your Holy Spirit would be thick, not only through those that sing and play and share Scripture, but Lord, your presence would be with us as we remember that Jesus would not remain a baby, but that he would grow to be a man who would go to down an old rugged cross to save us from our sin. And not only would he die for us, but he would be raised to life to show that we had victory over sin and victory over death. So Father, we commit this service to you. And I pray that our hearts might be moved, that our lives might be transformed through the Christmas story and through the celebration of your Son, Jesus. For it is in His strong and holy, powerful and precious name we pray. Amen. You join as we sing together, O come, all ye faithful. Join with your voices blending with ours.
Thank you for tuning in tonight. I'll be reading a passage of Scripture found in the Old Testament. Isaiah chapter 9, verses 2 through 7 says this. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness. From that time on and forever, the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in swaddling clothes and placed him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to all on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened that the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Teenage girl, much too young, unprepared for what's to come. A baby changes everything Not a re- 
she's never touched how will she keep his trust a baby changes everything a baby changes everything and she Today we celebrate the gift of the Incarnation. Emmanuel, 
God with us. We celebrate the birth of Christ, who is the light of the world, a light that no darkness can extinguish. Christ's light can enter any darkness, and as members of the body of Christ, we live in the light of Christ. Scripture says, And the Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us, and we saw his glory, the glory as of the Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. And that passage coming from John 1.14. Jesus, the Son of God, was born of Mary, the Virgin Mary, to become human and to become one of us. He lived among us, experiencing our joys, our hopes, our struggles, and our challenges. And he came to bring us out of the darkness to which we had fallen and into God's wonderful eternal light. Tonight, as we think about these things, Terry Miller is coming to light the Christ candle. Now let us pray. Loving God, we thank you for the mystery of the Incarnation. Emmanuel, God with us. And help us to receive the light of Christ in our hearts. And help us to share it generously and joyfully in our families and communities, in our whole world. And we ask this in the name of the one born in Bethlehem, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
long awaited precious promise coming back again that came out with a very memorable and enduring slogan. The company was Hallmark. The slogan was, when you care enough to send the very best. And when I think about this time of year with us receiving Christmas cards, and many times there are warm greetings in these cards, I can't help but think about the message of Christmas, which is the message of Christ. When I think about one of the most memorable and enduring passages of Scripture in all of God's Word, it has to be John 3.16. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever would believe in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. And so tonight, just for a few moments, I want us to think about this Christmas greeting, this Christmas card that God sent into the world and said for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son this message was perfect and what was the message it was a message of love the Bible teaches us that early on that Adam and Eve in Genesis chapter 3 disobeyed God's command and they ate the forbidden fruit and that's when sin entered into the world and as a result, we have sickness, we have hardship, we have pain, we have suffering. Ultimately, we experience death. And the Bible teaches us in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. When I think about this message of love, I think about seeing a baby in a crib with its little arms extended reaching up this baby is longing for love when i think about a child at home that's throwing fits or tantrums they're wanting their parents attention to know that they are loved when i think about a teenager who rebels against their mom and dad or they break the rules they're wanting to see if mom and dad care enough if mom and dad love them enough to discipline them and to talk to them about their wayward way. When I think about a single adult that goes out looking for love in all the wrong places and they give their body away, they're wanting to know if somebody really cares, if somebody really loves them. When I think about a senior adult who maybe goes into grocery stores or, or walks around in a store just wanting interaction with someone, they're wanting to know that someone loves them, that they're not forgotten, that someone 
cares. And when I think about Jesus coming into the world, He was the perfect gift. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 19, it says, With the precious blood of Christ, the Lamb without blemish or defect, He was the spotless Lamb of God to be the sacrifice for you and for me. And I pray tonight that you would experience this perfect gift. Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 9.15, But thanks be to God for His indescribable gift. But not only was this message perfect, but it was also personal. When I think about the message, it says, For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish. Whoever is you, whoever is me, whether you're white or black or rich or poor or short or tall or whatever you may be, know this, the message of Christ is personal just for you and just for me. And I believe we're living in a day and time where everyone is looking for something or someone to believe in. And they want not to hear a bunch of theological jargon or, or they're not wanting shallowness. But they're wanting to know, does this message, is it going to help me in my marriage? Is this message going to help me raise my children? Is this message going to bring me happiness and joy and peace? Is, is this message going to transform my life? And the answer is yes. But we must believe. We read in Romans chapter 10, verse 9, Paul says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. The Hebrew writer writes in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, and without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. Know tonight that Jesus Christ not only came into the world in the form of this tiny baby, but He would grow to be a man and He would die for you and for me so that we might experience life and life everlasting. But this message is not only perfect and not only is it personal, but this message is powerful. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever would believe in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And it's our prayer tonight that you might experience the abundance of life that Christ offers. In John chapter 10, verse 10, Jesus said, The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly or have it to the full. And we know that He wants to bring life here on this earth and through this crazy pandemic and through this season that we're going through. We've lost a lot of wonderful people. We have folks grieving tonight and this Christmas is going to be different for your family. And I know this Christmas is going to be different for my family. And it will never be the same, but it's not to say that God promises to be with us. 
And through the power of his Holy Spirit, he will help us and he brings us through these trying times. I think about after Lazarus died in John chapter 11. Remember Mary and Martha were kind of scolding Jesus and said, if you would have been here sooner, our brother would not have died. And Jesus said, your brother's going to rise again. And, and Martha said, well, I know he'll rise on the day of resurrection. And Jesus said in John chapter 11, 25 and 26, he said, I tell you, I am the resurrection and the life. And whoever believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? And I want you to believe tonight that God loves you very much. So much that he would send his one and only son to die for you and for me. And if you're watching tonight and you've never surrendered your heart and life fully to Jesus, why not now? Why not tonight? This will be the best Christmas gift ever if you would receive Christ. Maybe you're a Christian and you've grown discouraged. You've been ready to throw in the towel and to quit. I've been there with you. I know these are very trying and stressful times. But don't throw in the towel. Don't quit. Don't give up. God doesn't give up on us. Let's don't give up on Him and His power to redeem and to restore and to lift us up from our pit of despair. Or maybe you've been looking for a church family. We are blessed to have not a perfect church, but we serve that perfect God. And we would love to have you to be a part of what God not only is doing now, but for what He still has ahead for us. I believe the best is yet to come. But we must place our faith and trust completely in Him. But at this time, I'm going to invite you to uh, join me in prayer as we prepare our hearts to take communion. Father, we thank you so much for your son Jesus. The message of Jesus and his love was perfect and personal. And Lord, it's powerful. And Lord, I pray tonight that you would remove anything in my heart or our hearts that would hinder us from receiving this gift. And Lord, if there are folks that have never prayed to receive you, that they might pray a, a simple prayer on this Christmas Eve to say, Dear God, I confess that I'm a sinner. Lord Jesus, please forgive me of all my sins. I ask you to come into my heart. Thank you, God, for saving me. I love you, Jesus. Lord, if someone could pray a simple prayer like that, they would begin living out their eternal life through Christ. And Father, we know that there are folks hurting this season. And, and I know folks that are battling sickness and depression and loneliness. And we're all longing for fellowship and our children for socialization. And, and Father, we know you are with us. You promise, Emmanuel, God with us, that you are with us. So help us, oh God, to just stay strong in the faith and to be faithful to you because you're faithful to us. And Lord, at this time, would you just bless this time around the table, this time of communion, and ask, Father, that we would remember the ultimate sacrifice and the great love you showed us when you died on the cross. In the strong name of Jesus, we pray.
Amen. Tonight, as we gather around the table, there's a beautiful passage of Scripture found in 2 Corinthians, excuse me, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, begin with verse 23. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night He was betrayed, took bread, and when He had given thanks, He broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, He took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until He comes. And at this time, I'm going to invite you to take your bread, and I will be giving us a blessing for the bread. May we pray together. Father, we come to you with humble and grateful hearts that you would love us so much that you would send your one and only Son to die for us. And so, Father, tonight as we eat this bread, may we remember the great sacrifice you made and gave to us so that we might have life and life everlasting. Words cannot express our gratitude. Thank you. And we praise you and we love you. In Jesus' name. Jesus said, this is my body which was broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And after they ate the bread, they took the cup. And I'm going to invite you at this time to, to take your cup and join me as we have a blessing for the cup. May we pray. Oh God, we just thank you so much once again for your sacrifice. Thank you for the blood that was shed for the remission of our sins. And Lord, we know that your love covers a multitude of our sins. And Lord, I pray tonight that as we drink this cup, we would remember your blood that was shed for us and that we would be challenged to live a life, again, that's holy and pleasing for you. So Father, bless this cup. In the strong name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Jesus said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. And whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. It said after they ate, they sang. I want to thank you so much for worshiping with us tonight. I pray that you are blessed with the Spirit of God in your home, with your family, with your loved ones, with your friends. I want to say a special thank you to all those who participated in this service. Special thank you to Bill Adcock for planning and organizing this service. A very special thank you to all the musicians and singers, Kim just singing before the message tonight, and all of you who did such a beautiful job for our narrators, Layton and Mary Rainwater, thank you so much. And Tonight we're going to close this service out and this will be our choral benediction as Kathy and Carrie and Karen come to sing Silent Night. Please know how much we love you and we pray that you and your family have a healthy 
and happy and blessed and Merry Christmas. Thank you so much and God bless you. So uh -huh.